Coming to you straight out of Anchorage, Alaska, it's the one and the only Ray Chaos podcast. <sighs> and I feel like the world is just exhausting. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm back. It's Brave in the K-Hive. <clears throat> so I'm late to the motherfucker with this episode. And this is not because I haven't recorded episodes, because I have. Um, this is because I'm weirdly perfectionist. And like, if I don't like something, I just won't fucking put it out. But you know what? One day, <laughs> I'm going to take all the bloopers and I'm just going to put them on a reel. And you guys can hear me fucking everything up. So, hey, how you doing? <laughs> We are having a lot of, um, do you guys notice there's some, some weird drama? Okay. So there's weird drama going on and I'm like, I want it to be over. Right. And it's, it's the, uh, Liz versus Kamala, but it's not Kamala versus Liz. Right. Cause Kamala's not really competing with Liz. She's just doing her job, but the Liz crew are like, Oh, they're in competition with Kamala. So, you know, they come over and they're like dive bombing me with all these nasty fucking comments about Kamala. So like, um, <laughs> this morning I decided, you know what, <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I'm just going to fucking throw a snake at him and like get him to go away. <clears throat> and let's see if that works because they have been bothering me and bothering me. And this is because a set of polls have been coming out lately, um, that <laughs> they are really nice for Kamala and not so great for Liz. So let's talk about what's going on. On the Monmouth University, which was rated by uh, Nate Silver as the best in, I think, 2018, um, they have looked at it and they have a panel that's been going on. And it seems like everybody, well, not everybody, but Kamala comes out on top again. So she's like double plus a couple points ahead of Liz Warren. And then next is Amy Klobuchar, whatever, whatever. But um, the only one that cracks 20% is Kamala Harris so let's go through how it how it breaks down and we're gonna do this and then I'll I'll just tell you a little bit more yeah I'm smoking weed um so we'll tell you a little bit more about what's been going on so what it happened in this um panel is they asked this panel voters about November and 93% said they're gonna support Biden um only 3% are gonna support Trump and 2% are gonna vote for the third party candidate and so when they got to the VP question, um, they wanted to know who, who, who would they support for VP. Um, and that is where it went towards Kamala because everybody supports, well, not everybody, but the, the most support, six and 10 Dems, support having a woman of color on the ticket. Okay. And so <clears throat> they feel like it will help the ticket. So like six and 10 say that it would increase the likelihood that we'll win. 5% say that um, it'll make it less likely. And 16% that it says it doesn't make any difference and 20 are not sure. So most voters are saying that they think that having that team of, um, you know, with, with a, a diverse team with, you know, black, white together, unified, like it, it works for them. And they believe that that is going to be more um, chance for victory. And this is probably because people are looking back and they're like, well, let's look and see what the, the teams that have won in recent history. And you look back in history and the only one that you can see that has won without there being like a big third party um, ticket, which is like Ross Perot, 
has been Barack Obama and Joe Biden. So for Joe Biden to recreate that dynamic, he can't really pick a white a white person because that, that's not going to recreate the dynamic at all. Because people don't realize that what you look at when you look at black voters, one thing that people don't understand about black people is that we are not like everybody else. We do identify with our race a lot more than everybody else because there are so many barriers to us for our race because of our race. So if you take a rich black person or a poor black person, we will identify with each other more than we will identify with someone in the same class of another color. So um, me and LeBron James, we see each other on the street, we'll nod to each other. You don't know why I don't know him, he doesn't know me, but we're gonna nod if there's it's just us on the street and there's all these white people <laughs> and that's what's gonna happen because that's how it happens. Um, if we ended up in the same room together waiting for something and there's a crowd of white people and it's just me and him together, we'll probably sit down next to each other because it's all you white people and we never know. <laughs> we never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe you guys are gonna attack us, I don't know, like zombies, who knows? Nah, we don't really think we're gonna be attacked, but it's just something that is a cultural thing that we do. And it's because that of how um, history has gone where we have always had to um, defend each other and group together and we identify with each other, right? So he's going to have nigger written on the side of his motherfucking building. I'll have the same shit written on the side of my building. It's the same. We're going to experience the same bullshit no matter where we go. Um, his, he, he'd he get followed around the store maybe, and maybe in another country, maybe not here. But like Oprah, they wouldn't let her see a purse. Same shit we go through here. So we're always going to identify with our race in ways that white people don't because they might, white people don't have to think about it. But we always have to think about it. So we have to keep aware because we need to be safe, right? And they don't understand that. So when <laughs> they're like, why would you? Pay? No, we're not choosing somebody. Just they have to be qualified first, right? Once you're qualified, it, yeah, if we're there's a qualified white woman and a qualified black woman, we're going to have to pick a black woman because she's probably not had as many opportunities as the white woman has. It's not necessarily because she's black. It's because we know her opportunities were limited like we know ours are. Um, it, it doesn't have anything to do with us being necessarily racist against white people because it's just not a, a real thing. Um, and if you look at the studies, it'll show you that we don't really have um, the same preferences racially as white people do. We're kind of neutral about it. Like, you know, we... Uh, if we have to pick, like if it's like life or death, then we will probably say, fine, we'll take the black person because we know that the white person has probably had more opportunities than the black one. And it's that's all it's based on. It's not really necessarily based on any um, special love or anything like that. It's because we know what our experience is and we know that they probably sim have a ex similar experience, right? So <clears throat> people don't really understand, <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay. So 63% said they would be satisfied with a black woman as the primary, as the nominee. 50% um, say they would be satisfied with a Latina woman. 45% for an Asian woman and 38% for a Muslim woman. But Kamala's Asian and she's black. So you have to kind of look at it a little bit like, hmm, she kind of fits two different profiles, which is probably why she's so popular with so many different groups. Because she does identify with both sides of her heritage. She's never, you know, tried to deny either part. And, um, you know, we have a nice little coalition together. Um, and, you know, so don't sleep on the Indian women. We have a lot of Indian women that are a part of the coalition. And uh, give them some likes, give them some retweets, and uh, make sure to follow. Because there are other sides to everything. And if you look, I do retweet a lot of stuff. And I tweet out articles. And I try to make sure to tweet out stuff from... Um, AAPI sources 
just because I feel like um, we need to have like a wide range of sources and see what different people <coughs> and different sides think about <coughs> different issues, you know. <coughs> so in one, you know, you'll see her in um <coughs> in um <coughs> a black a black uh, publication, and they'll be like badass black woman, and then you'll see her in um an Asian publication, they'll be like badass Asian woman. So <coughs> regardless, <laughs> she's gonna be a badass, <laughs> but <laughs> we're seeing it from two different perspectives, and um so which is nice to me. I think that's nice because we need more diversity. And it's nice to have like diversity, diversity on top of diversity, because I think everybody needs to have their voice heard <coughs> and everybody needs to have representation at some point. Um, we can't just ignore different parts of the coalition. Um, <coughs> that's it. <coughs> we have like this stupid war going on <coughs> and <coughs> really, oh God, I didn't stop smoking weed. We uh, really, I shouldn't feed into the stupid war. Um, because it's, oh, it's versus it's because people come to me and bother me, but I don't really see that, that it as a competition so much with, um, Warren and Kamala, in my opinion, Kamala is already, um, above Warren in so many ways. Um, and this is not to knock Warren as like, she's not good at anything, but, um, it's just that Kamala has a wide range of skills and she's been, uh, in elected office for a longer time right so she had to be elected as da um she had to be elected as ag and then she had to be elected to senate um warren has only had to be elected to the senate so she's only had to do the senate job and <clears throat> before that she was in academia <clears throat> so she wasn't in the courtroom and so she doesn't have the case low um the, the she doesn't have to have the record of um doing things in in practical terms so we have like what's the real world practical and you have the theoretical and so warren's more working with you know how things should be and perfect theories and stuff like that where if you put them into practice it's not going to work out as you um planned it on the paper it never does right um and kamala she's the one that has to see how it works out in the in the real world and then adjust it as you go along so people will say oh she made a mistake here or there and, there. and it's like that's how things that's how things happen in the real world it doesn't ever turn out like you plan because you cannot plan for so many contingencies so you have all these things that may happen and you know as they happen you have to adjust your plans and that's that's just how life is so sure you know they can point to mistakes that you make but they're not like um malicious uh purposeful um uh, errors that you're trying to hurt people you are trying to do what's best for everyone and sometimes you um, thought something would work and it just it did not work out um uh, a lot of the problems people had with Kamala were cases that she was never a part of and it was whether she reviewed it or and, and gave them the outcome that they wanted when a lot of the time she wasn't even the person that reviewed that file she, nobody can review all the files that the people think there's 40 million people in California you have to have <laughs> you have to delegate responsibility so it has to go to someone first and get routed to Kamala upstairs like if you're going to see it and if you think it's urgent right you're routing it then you may route it but if you don't know you may not and it may never see her right so you're somebody else is making a decision on it before it ever sees her right you cannot look through a million freaking files or however many there's it's not a million but a couple hundred thousand files you know um a year it's too much nobody you'd be tied to your desk um and you'd be faking it because you'd just be flipping 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 through paper you cannot do that um because you need to give it time you need to give everything time so people come and they 
they want her to take over things or do things and she didn't make the decision that they wanted when honestly it was they have parameters of what you should accept and what you should kick back and sometimes things are not clear to them they don't know whether they what what to do with the thing so they'll send it back and um you're angry with her and she's never even seen it you know but this is how government works because when you're at the top like that you don't see everything it's like the president does not see everything that comes into the white house (laughs) and that is because they have other people that will you know um answer certain things or or do certain things because nobody has time for all that he still has a job to do you know um it's really weird how people have all these high expectations um for you to why didn't you do this why didn't you do that because that's not how things worked out (laughs) Uh, so for the last couple days i have been getting um a lot of racist comments (laughs) it has been so bad and I'm like, um, what is going on here? Um, why am I getting all these racist comments? And I couldn't figure it out. And I, I realized that I've been swarmed by um, Liz. Um, uh, what, what are we going to call them? <laughs> Lizards. <laughs> so the lizards <laughs> are really mean to me. And they swarm me and harass me because I'm K-Hive, I think. And they want to tell me how stupid I am. It's so weird. Um, I'm like, I don't know what's going on with these people, but it's it's just weird. It's it's fucking weird. And then we have the other situations going on with other people that we've discussed before. And I'll tell you, oh, one of them right now, Tara Reed. What is wrong with this woman? Straight up. First of all, she might be crazy um there's she sends trolls over to you know and it's so funny to have some cuckoo person in the news sending their trolls to you and you're just like what is wrong with you woman um so she sends her trolls over to bother me um and i think one of them is her (laughs) and and they like try to correct the record but it just it just makes the the lie bigger and bigger and bigger like to the point where we, we have people like they got jokes they're making fun of it because she's she's just it's just too too fucking weird too fucking weird um <laughs> and so i'm like okay well tell tara this and tell tara that <laughs> but i feel like i'm talking her herself like i think that's her and i just realized that this has like been the weirdest nuttiest campaign season i've ever fucking seen but i was talking to someone who was a republican during the last primary um, an anti-Trump Republican, and um, he didn't end up voting for Trump. He ended up having to vote for Hillary, Hillary Clinton, um, <laughs> because Trump was just too much, and he was just like, "What the fuck?" And um, he said there was a lot of shit that went down during their primary that we didn't know about. Like, I'm, he's talking um, like violent acts and threats, and I didn't really realize any of it. And like, I'm going back and I'm realizing, oh my god, he's right. This all this happened during the and these were magas that were just out of control and dangerous and I had I just never really thought about what was going on or or, or whatever because I was so sucked up into the dem primary I was like this has been the worst primary ever <laughs> the dem primary um no the republican primary was worse it was bad um 
I did not know that. So I'm going to look some more of that stuff up, but I can, I can now really, really see why we have so many never Trump Republicans, like never, never, never. Right. So yeah, we're, we got a fucking, um, yeah, that's really weird. You know, that's really, 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 really weird. Um, let me tell you a little bit more about this. Um, this poll, um, so 63% say they'd be very satisfied if uh, Biden picked a black woman. Um, and then 50% if he picked a Latina. 45% for Asian. 40 for white woman. And 38% for a Muslim woman. Interestingly, Warren voters tend to be the most enthusiastic about any of these picks, even more so for a woman of color. 77% very satisfied with black. 67% with Latina. 60% with Asian, 55% Muslim, and 47% for a white woman. On the other hand, one in 10 Democrats who are set dissatisfied with Biden, fewer than half, say having a woman with any of these characteristics would make them feel satisfied. And uh, that's what you get. Um, so they did, well, they named their preferred choice for Biden's running mate. And the top is Kamala Harris with 28%. Warren with 13% and Klobuchar with 12%. So basically it's it's flipped around to where um, Kamala is leading um, Warren now rather than the other way around. And this is due to the work that Kamala has been doing in the intervening weeks since um, the George Floyd shooting. She has really showed that she is on top of shit and everybody else that tries something, it looks like it's a staged situation. So um, it's really... It's really working for her to, to stay out there doing her thing, um, making sure that her, her issues get heard. And that's how people hear her. And she's really, to me, she's doing a great job. Um, <clears throat> now we have Abrams. Abrams was higher in the polls, but she's gone down. And this, I believe, is actually directly due to her um, auditioning campaigns. Um, they didn't, or her, whatever, trying to... <laughs> fit herself into the roles so yeah that is not gonna really probably work um val demings uh, you guys you, you need to go and fucking look up her record um just on say police brutality and see what they say about her um uh, maybe about a lost weapon or something see what they say about that there's a lot of stuff that you need to just go ahead and look at for your own because honestly i don't feel like posting it again <laughs> and people oh they get so twitter mad and how could you do that you know um yeah mm -hmm. but um some 10 percent did say uh abrams and seven percent said debbings um and then you got michelle obama susan rice Lance Bottoms, Richard Whitmer, and they have two more with the 2%. <laughs> so, hmm, if there's a woman of color on the ticket, we probably have, will have way more success, period, as it gets people excited. And that's the, the people that it gets excited are not the Bernie bros because <laughs> they don't vote. It's the people that will vote. They just don't have anything that they feel like to vote over they will come out um and i there's those are the people that dropped off the rolls after obama um and and didn't show up in 2016 those are the ones we need back because those are the ones that pulled us across the finish line and people are not giving them any credit it's all oh well the white people because they're white and white and i'm like that's not how things work like he, she was basically saying like 
<laughs> if we don't have a majority, then we shouldn't be able to be um, candidates. And I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of shit is that? And then we'd never, ever be able to be a candidate for anything. Um, that doesn't seem right, Karen. <laughs> so we did find a couple of profiles of K-Hive supposed people. And one is Karen K-Hive. Please just block her. She's crazy nuts, you know? Um, I don't deal with certain nutty people. I don't have to, you know? Um, but yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, yeah, this is good. Um, I do think it's weird that 13% of Yang supporters and 10% of Gabber supporters um, were wanting to name a man. <laughs> what? What? So, Donald Trump is a bad president and he's going to lose his job. And I cannot stop fucking thinking about it. Like, it's going to be one of the best moments in American history when he loses his job. And I just cannot wait. I'm so excited. Uh oh. And then we have this coming out. Tara Reed's qualifications as an expert witness is still under fire. People do not like it. Um, I think they're investigating it. Um, hopefully now for her that she won't go to jail or anything like that, but they probably won't let her, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They probably won't, definitely won't let her have any more animals, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of things is going on right now. Um, Facebook did remove Trump ads for um, violating some organized hate policy, which is great because they need to. Um, I don't even understand why they weren't doing that in the first place. And right now we're going to do, um, there's actually a, uh, going to be a presser on Breonna Taylor. So I got to take a little break. And when I come back, I will finish up and I will tell you about what happened at Breonna Taylor right now. All right. Hey y'all. Yeah, I'm smoking shatter. You know why? Because when earlier when I recorded the first part of the episode, I motherfucking fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, <laughs> I slept for like seven or eight hours. And what I woke up to, well, besides hungry and uh, thirsty, was um, Amy Klobuchar had pulled her name out of the running for VP. And what she said when she did that was that she thinks that, and she's told Joe that we should have a, a, a woman of color VP. Now, I don't know whether she did that just to let Liz know that she wasn't the one, but I, I do believe she truly believes that because of the moment in time we're in right now. But let me tell you, it has been meltdown city. Okay. Since she did that, what she did upset the Liz tribe so fucking much that they have been, I mean, like having freak out meltdown sessions to the max. They turned that shit up all the way to 20. And I was like, uh, wow, you know, they had already been coming at me most foul for several days. And I got, I had caught some racists, you know, like, you know, how you, you can't get rid of them. So like I caught racists and, you know, I was like trying to get rid of them skin rash and everything, you know, 
he was giving me the heebie-jeebies. So I'm like, hey, racist so-and-so. Hey, racist Catherine. Yeah, Catherine, I mentioned your name because you're fucking racist. Um, Stop fucking sitting in my mentions parking here and talking your racist shit. Um, but they couldn't do it because they can't help themselves. Whenever they have the opportunity, they have to belittle black people in every way, shape, or form that they can. And this is the Liz crew that was doing this. Now, I thought that the Bernie bros were bad. Turns out, Liz people can be worse. I said, what the fuck is going on? Um, I had, I had, uh, not only did I have late, um, racist fucking Catherine, I had racist Annabelle in there, right? And Annabelle has been coming around um, periodically for the last two months to gloat about how wonderful um, and smart and, and whatever Liz is and compared to Kamala which it doesn't really work out in her favor any of the times that she does it because she just ends up getting ratioed and dragged and, you know, and then she comes in talking about how she's the victim. Um, she, and then she blocks me and then she'll come back a month or two, uh, like a month or two weeks later and she'll unblock me and then she'll come up with her racist shit some more. And it's just fucking amazing. Right. So I'm like, why is this woman here? So she blocked me again. So she's gone. And so is racist Catherine. Um, they're over there in the, the Warren clubhouse moping and fucking um, just, I mean, they are doing all these tricks. Like this one woman told me that Liz was the only one with a plan for race relations and uh, you know, that she was better than Kamala on it because, you know, she's a white woman who's never actually done anything on race relations. So of course she's better than a black person who experiences it their whole life. This is the kind of racist shit that comes out of uh, the Liz Warren people. And these are women that are doing this. And so like white feminism really sucks. This is what white feminism is. It's all about white women. It's centering white women. It cares about white women. And whenever there's a chance that some other woman that's not white might rise above white women, well, they fucking, they go to the fucking mattresses to fucking defend their, um, their whiteness and their position at the top of the, the food chain of women. So um, it has been really, really bad from that side. And I want, I really wish that they would like all take a fucking chill pill and take a look at themselves, how they would fucking like, just pretend that you actually give a fuck about somebody besides white women for a second and look at yourself and say, if it were men acting like you were about a woman advancing, how would that feel to you? Like say it was a white, well, pretend Kamala's a white woman and you guys are all men. And how would you, that make you feel? Cause that's exactly how it is. You look really bad. Right. And it's not just the, you can advocate for whoever you want. You know, it's when you have to come and you find black people, black women to harass about it and, and try to belittle us for our support for Kamala. Cause you know, more black women support Kamala than support it. Liz. Um, I, I don't know why the polls would say dumb shit. Cause when it came down to, who they voted for Liz, Liz got fucking 5% of the black vote. And, you know, this is in a state where we were like over half of the democratic electorate. So it's not, it doesn't show that she has any appeal. She actually underperformed with black people quite considerably because she was supposed to have at least 10%. And uh, to get five was really bad. And she did not get higher than that anywhere else, you know? So she wasn't really pulling in, all the black people that she thought she was. And um, now she's supposed to be the, the leader on racial justice. I, I asked many, many times, show me something Liz has actually done and they'll show me a plan that she stole from Kamala and they'll throw that out there. And I'm like, Are, 
you do realize that if you go to Kamala's website, you can find all that shit on her website in exactly the same order Liz has it in. And it was there first, right? It was there first because Kamala made it up. It was Kamala's fucking plan. And Liz just swiped it. And she, she, you know, she rewrites it um, in her own words, but not, not like, it's not like she puts, dedicates like, you know, a lot of time to making sure it's any different. It's the same exact thing. She'll just add a whole bunch of busy words in there. Um, <laughs> and busy words that they, they take up space and they, they don't really do much, right? They're supposed to be doing something, but they're not, they don't really do it, do much to change the meaning of the, the, the content. So yeah, Liz is really, she's hanging on by a thread here. Um, the memes are, are glorious. They're going, they're fucking just zooming around and I am just sitting back laughing my motherfucking black ass off because they have been harassing me nonstop for like shit two weeks or something. And I, I, I felt like something must be coming for the last week because I'm like, these bitches are way out of control. I mean, they were, um, they were gloves off. They had stepped up to like defend white womanhood. And I'm like, well, ain't nobody attacking white womanhood. We're just saying that what we need is a woman of color right now. Look at what we're going through right now. We need somebody that can represent our interests because we're the ones that are left behind. You're not left behind. You got, okay. You're not left behind us. We're, we're the ones left behind. We want to pull everybody up with us, right? Because um, if you're doing worse than us, we want you to be um, kind of pushed to the, to the front, right? And get your, your needs taken care of first. And that's how, how I always see it. Like we have an issue with transgender black women. They're getting murdered. They're fucking homeless. They're, they're poor. They're fucking out here. Um, they have to fucking work the streets to fucking eat. And that's not fair, right? If that's not what they want to do, we need to have our social safety net fixed so that they don't fall through the cracks. And if we get them to where they don't fall through the cracks, then I won't fall through the crack because I, I'm treated a little bit better, right? So as long as we can take care of the worst or I mean, not the worst, the least among us, who gets the least um, attention, who gets the least of everything, then the people that are, you know, doing a little bit better, we should always um, have that, that safety net because it, there's no, not going to be any cracks for us to fall through. And that's what we need to be doing right now. And the way the um, Liz people are, are worrying about it's like, well, we're all women and, you know, Kamala should just do AG and and Liz knows how to do. And like I, I, everything is not economics when it comes to blackness because they're tell, talking about racial justice plans and how Liz has it because she got this economic this and that. And I said, well, Kamala has an economics degree. Liz doesn't. Liz is just, you know, a bankruptcy expert. They don't really say anything back to me about that they don't know how to answer that and that is how i know that they're not looking through the records of both people they're just looking through whatever they like of liz and they're settled on that and they haven't decided to look through kamala's actual record they're just depending on um old dumb articles from bernie bros who were angry back in 2019 and 2018 well that's not going to get you anywhere because those are opinion articles and they're not going to put everything in it because they don't have to so it's really going well. And um, as far as the polling is concerned, Kamala's still polling um, the highest out of all the women. And Liz, I mean, she's got like double what Liz has. And Amy was like one point below Liz. So with Amy dropped out the game, uh, most of Amy's people probably want to support Kamala uh, over Liz. Um, and this is just because of the way the Liz people have kind of treated everybody as if we're peons or 
or you know idiots and stuff and like i don't really p- treat anybody like they're an idiot because i'm an idiot well i maybe i do treat some people like idiots but they are idiots too just like me but worse <laughs> and usually they're the bernie people and the and like I, I i was gonna vote for bernie in 2015 um if it hadn't been for the lord of the flies uh revolution that he had going on <laughs> where uh that where his all his all his boys were acting like the it was the lord of the flies and i was like yo why can't you guys just chill the fuck out and if it's a, supposed to be you know doing the best for everybody um why do you have to like gang up on people and attack like i didn't like that shit so they just did say some racist stuff to me and did some racist stuff to me and i i stopped dealing with bernie i just moved on because you know i'm not going to sit there and deal with racism um for bernie i'm not going to do that um he never really addressed uh any of the stuff that his own supporters were doing wrong in a way where i felt comfortable staying with his group i don't think that it's i mean like if you say that you care about racial justice and the black people that are supporting you are being treated like shit by your own, you should come out and say something. And Bernie never really saw fit to say anything. So I never really saw fit to stick around for Bernie. <laughs> like I was, let me get out of here. I don't have any um, loyalty to you, to you in, in any way, because like, I, I don't know you, you're just a politician and that's how I treat politics. Except for Kamala. I have, I have switched up with her and this is the only time I'm ever going to do it in life. Um, but at first I wasn't like, like, like this, but it was because like, if we had a problem with something that she did, she responded to it. And, um, some of the other people didn't respond. Like you cannot get responses or change out of Liz or, or, or any of them really. But for Kamala, she is one that's willing to listen. So that's probably why I just gravitated towards her before she even decided to run. I just knew that I was like, okay, well, um, they had announced that she was thinking about it right and um she hadn't even formed an exploratory committee yet but i was like okay let's we're gonna form a, a group to support kamala and we were trying to, at first i was gonna do a super pack right <laughs> but i don't know how to do a super pack <laughs> and i was like oh god man we need a lawyer and blah 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 i tagged a whole bunch of people in and, and <laughs> i was like well let's just start um um on online kind of get grassroots you know and you know we came up we were looking for names and um I said Camelot like Camelot and everybody was like, no, it's a stupid name. You're dumb. Shut up. So everybody told me to shut up and not, that was not going to be it. And, um, it, 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 it turned out that, that it wasn't it because they wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> they, they weren't going to answer to that. <laughs> and, um, I was like, ah, I can see how <laughs> nobody's going to listen to me at all. <laughs> from the beginning like okay so just know that from the beginning nobody listened to me (laughs) everybody was like "Mm, whatever shut up and I was like you know I was a little salty but I I came up I said okay well how about like um you know Beyonce has the Bay High we'll do the um the KI right oh okay and that worked out and um you know I didn't realize that Joy Reid had had used that term before um, which, you know, honestly, everybody should thank Joy Reid, even if you're mad at her about something, because she did actually uh, say it first, but I just didn't hear it when she said it. <laughs> I think, look, I totally thought I came up with it myself, um, but I guess I did. <laughs> but uh, spontaneously, and uh, somebody else had done it too. So it, this is what happens a lot of the time. <laughs> if it's something that's, um, you know, mainstream that, 
people would already somebody probably thought of the the term for it first before you did um just like we named we named mayo pete um matt did and um you know a couple of people like no i made that up i was like no 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 no. matt made that motherfucking shit up (laughs) i remember him making it up (laughs) and i said i was gonna spread it and then you saw it Because it was it was one of those and the funniest thing about that with the mayo Pete <laughs> Pete Buttigieg does not like mayonnaise like that. He's, he's, he is not a fan. <laughs> so he's getting called mayo the whole time. He's probably like, ugh, gross. <laughs> Grossed out. So he doesn't like he doesn't even like those specialty mayos. You know, he's like, fuck it. Just I'll use a little bit of regular mayo if I have to use something at all. <laughs> so he's like me. <laughs> ah. Mm. So, um, you know, I've noticed that some people, and I'm not going to, well, maybe I'll name a name or two, like, um, that I, people that I like, like, um, Clymer, Charlotte Clymer, um, uh, they're a little bit angsty over this, uh, Liz Warren thing. And this is one of the reasons why I wish Biden would have never named her. Cause I know he wasn't really considering her, um, as much as he was, he was going to consider other people, but he did, you know, consider her because she, she wanted to be considered. So I'm sure he looked through her, her record and, and, you know, there's things in there that people aren't thinking about that will make it hard for us in the, uh, in the campaign season. And, um, well, you know, we got everything about Kamala out, right? Everything about her is out. No, we never discussed Liz and Liz just got, she kind of got white, white privilege pass so that none of her life got dug into and the stuff that she's done got dug into. Cause if it had been a black woman p- pretending to be native American for however many years, um, she would have gotten dragged through the mud, but Liz, she family stories and she got a free pass. And I'm like, well, you know, I looked back at the case and this is a case for me. Um, <laughs> And it's what is it? It's a case of someone use, utilizing the systems that are not for them, that are for minority people, um, the protections that are for minorities and for themselves as a white person. Now, Liz, none of her brothers ever identified as Native American. Her parents never identified as Native American. Um, Liz did not identify as Native American until she was 40 years old. That is when she went down and switched her paperwork. So that is what gave me pause initially because I said, if this is something that where you identify it because of your family and you heard all these stories all your life and, you know, you would have done this um, as a youth when you started college that would or, you know, when you could fill out your own paperwork, that would have been immediately you would have, hey, I'm Native American, right? Well, that's not what Liz did. She never did that until um, she was already a professor. And so I was I'm just like a little bit. Mm, you know, I've always felt like she took advantage of a system that she shouldn't have taken advantage of. It wasn't for her. Um, and her being in that space as a white woman that's portraying a woman of color means that they didn't need that woman of color there because Liz is on the rolls as a woman of color. So for the demographic purposes, um, if they're supposed to have, say, three, well, if they've got three women of color and Liz is included, then really they have two women of color and Liz. If Liz had taken herself out of there and just went with her whiteness which she really is then they would have had to look for another woman of color because they didn't re- reach the ma- uh, racial quota and that is why what Liz did was wrong because she allowed them to reach the racial quota um that they didn't actually have because she was white and she's always been white um so that took an opportunity away from a woman of color she needs to apologize for that that is something that she needs to acknowledge that was wrong she has been asked about that i have video 
and she smirks and smiles and <laughs> and she never ever shows any kind of um like concern for anyone else other than herself and i've that she that really makes me nervous about her so hopefully okay. she's going to learn something because she may look back and see what people said about why they were not supportive of her candidacy and there are a lot of black women um and native american women who are not supportive of her candidacy for this, and some Asian women, not supportive of her candidacy for this reason. Latino women too. You know, um, those protections are there so that we <coughs> can get our foot in the door <coughs> in places that we <coughs> we've traditionally been barred from. <coughs> Higher learning institutions, um, <coughs> getting tenure. Those are things that they reserve for white men. And when white, when affirmative action happened, white women finally started getting their foot in the door um, as a white woman, right? Because affirmative action is for white women, too. Well, Liz took, didn't take the white women's affirmative action. She took what was available for black women and Native women and women of color. And that is why she, what she did was wrong. So she owes all women of color apology, Latina women. Uh, Asian women, all of us. She owes us all an apology for that. And she needs, owes an explanation for why she did that and why she did it. Uh, if you want to pr um, be proud of your family history that you know, as you know it, that is one thing. That is something you do on your own free time. That is not something you do under demographic surveys if you don't have the documentation to back it up or if you're not obviously a woman of color. So if you have white on your birth certificate and your parents are white and you grow up white and you don't do anything in Native American culture whatsoever, um, for you to consider yourself a Native American is a bold, bold move. Um, they don't know you. You're not a part of their culture. You're not enrolled in their tribe. You don't. You don't have any uh, experience. Any of the 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 degradation, the oppression, the bullshit. You're not on a fucking. Um, you're not on a reservation where everybody is dying of COVID nineteen, right? You're you're not in that group, right? So why are you taking claim? That you're part of the group so you're claiming oppressions that you don't have you're claiming that you are experiencing things that you're not experiencing by listing yourself as a race that you're not so um what she did was wrong and the way her her white women um get so angry when you discuss it um it is very disturbing um because it's like well, you know, she did this and she's already said that she was wrong, but the reasons that she said she was wrong were not fully complete because she didn't own up to what she actually did in full. She just wants to do the, oh, well, I didn't know the difference between a neural tribe member and somebody just has Native American. You don't have Native American heritage. Um, you can say all day that your great, 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 great somebody um, was Native American. That's great for you. You believe that. It. To me, it, it's not true unless you can, you know, you have a name. Uh, she doesn't have a name or anything like that. Okay, well, what are you doing? You can't use that. That's not, that's, that's a heritage somebody um, kind of made up. They they said, oh, I we're Native American and we think that it's from this relative or that relative. Well, that's not a, that's not a, um, a genealogy uh, that's not a, a family tree that doesn't show anything that's just somebody opining on their beliefs about what they are i can tell you where where the, how i'm black <laughs> 
I can prove it to you. Um, if you want to know where I got my Hispanic surname, um, I could my you can look at my mother's birth certificate. <laughs> and you can find out about Jose De La Rosa and how he was deported back to Mexico. <laughs> but I am not Mexican. I'm black person. I am an American citizen. I've always been an American citizen. My mother's an American citizen. Um, Jose was not an American citizen. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly, um, he did have another family when he went back to Mexico, though. So we have people over there that pop up and they're like, hey, I'm your so and so. And, you know, we're like, hey, how you doing? But we're still not Mexican. We're never going to be Mexican. Now, a couple of my uncles um, did feel Mexican, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they, <laughs> they would have the, the, the Mexican flag or whatever in their house. And um, that's fine. Right. Um, that's OK. Some of my uncles uh, spoke Spanish a little bit. Um, I am terrible at Spanish. My Spanish is really fucked up. Um, but the older the kids were, the more they were close to Jose and the younger kids, my mom's the youngest. So she didn't have any time with it. She doesn't, none of that. She's not Mexican at all. None of that shit. She's black. She's always been black and that's just how it is. So I've always been black too. And, um, yeah, I've never been Mexican, <laughs> but some of my cousins, <laughs> are fucking Mexican. <laughs> They're definitely Mexican. Um, or, or Tejano. Cause it's, I have cousins in Texas. Um, you know, we got some Chicanos we got, um, um, but you know, it's it, race and identity and ethnicity is, it can be complicated, but you know what you are, you know, um, you are what you fucking were born as you don't get to switch, uh, at, at any point in life unless there's something that comes out like say you're adopted and you're like I've always looked like I'm a black person kind of yeah, but everybody's telling me no 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 you're Jewish and then you <laughs> you go get your DNA says you're like bitch I am 47% black why the fuck are you lying to me somebody needs to tell me the truth because there that did happen to someone um where she found out that she was actually black and she had always like people had been always asking her questions but she would go by what her mother said and she didn't really quite believe her mother but you know when she got old enough she did investigate it and she found out yes she is black <laughs> and so that was a part of her identity for sure because that's what her father is and you get your race from your parents you don't get your race from your grandparents you don't get your race from your great-grandparents um you get it from your parents um so like being a quarter black sometimes if you look white and you grow up white and you are white, you're still white. Um, it doesn't just cause you find out that your granddad was black person. Doesn't mean that you're not white anymore. Um, I don't understand how white people do the, the, the blood purity thing. Black people don't do it. Uh, doesn't really matter how much black you are. If you're black, you're born black and you're in black culture and this is what you are. You're black. It doesn't matter if you're 30% or 90% or, you know, um, whatever it's, just, that's just who you are. So um, I think we need to stop with all this purity shit because sh that shit drives me crazy. I don't really get it. You know, the people, if you have a little bit of a curl to your hair, doesn't mean you're necessarily black. If you didn't grow up black and <laughs> you're, you don't have to be black if you don't want to, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I think we do need to uh, have a new, a, a new chat about that because we've had a couple of incidents go on in the last few years, like Rachel Dolezal. Um, where people thought that they you can just like become black somehow um just by identifying strongly with black culture and you don't have to be black to identify strongly with black culture um it it's just you know if that's just what you didn't you prefer then that's what you need to be around <laughs> you don't have to be black to to um be a part of uh you know our world or anything we don't really have a 
a rule set up like that. Um, uh, but don't, yeah, don't step on anybody's toes and claim things that you're not, because that's when it starts problems. You know, it does, it's not really a problem for you to be in and involved and um, you could work at the fucking NAACP and, you know, you could fucking run the office as long as you know who you are and you're not, um, you know, lying and shit. We don't care. It's not that big of a deal. I've, I've never really, um, like, like I give a fuck if a white w- woman wants to run the NAACP. I don't really give a shit. If there's no NAACP there and she fucking starts one, fucking run that shit. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt about um, Rachel Dolezal. She didn't have to do that in order to to kick it she could have just did what she was going to do regardless you know without all that um i think she has uh she still identifies as black or something (laughs) she changed her name to what was she changed her name to in dj or some shit she's in had herself another baby or a baby or whatever i don't know because she was raising her son or her brother her adopted brother i think as her son she has another kid or whatever now um i haven't looked her up I think she had gotten in trouble a little bit for something for a while, but, um, you know, uh, her name has been coming back up in <laughs> my little circle a lot. Um, but yeah, Amy dropping out has been kind of, um, uh, uh, an interesting thing. Um, I felt, I knew she was going to do it regardless because once this stuff happened in her, her state, there was a lot for her to look at and to understand about what has been going on and and the pattern that they have been following in her and in her office and how the model was really geared towards, you know, letting the cops get away with everything. And, you know, if you don't indict the cops and if you always take them to the grand jury and you never get an indictment, well, you know that you can see that your process is broken. And for her not to see it means that she was kind of slacking on her pimp and she needed to get it done. (laughs) Keep her eyes open a little bit more. Uh, this doesn't mean she's a bad person. It just does mean that um, the way society was at the time was geared towards more punishment and really more punishment of black people. And we have been easing up on it a little bit in the last few years, but people get it twisted and act like, oh, whatever's going on right now is how things were. Like like we're in a moment of, of, of you know, moving forward um, of progress, right? Even though we're under Trump, you know, um, as a party, we have, we're, we're, we're changing and we're geared towards more towards liberty and freedom. And, um, we're trying to work on getting a plan together to eradicate the anti-blackness in our culture. And so in order for, to do that, we have to look at mass incarceration and we have to look at the, the breaking up of the safety net. We have to look at how things have gone wrong and what things have gone right. So we have to figure it out. Um, and a lot of the things that we tried as a model back in the 90s and, and, and you know, 80s, 90s and 2000s, um, the broken windows policing, it didn't work for us. It made things worse. Um, and this a part of that. I, I, I have experienced myself with the crash units. Like I've talked about the crash units, um, units, <laughs> but they were the bane of my existence <laughs> when I was a teenager. They were like they every time you see them coming, you're like, oh, God damn it. And you know you're going to end up broke by the time, and like we, you're not going to have any money by the time um, they finish dealing with you because uh, I was in Rampart Division and the crash units were notorious for fucking robbing you. So if you have twenty bucks on you for pizza and a fucking bus pass or whatever, <clears throat> and the crash unit cops get you up against the wall, they're going to go through your pockets. They're going to take your money. 
And um, you can't do anything about it. There's nothing you can do. What are you going to call the station? They don't give a fuck. So um, you might end up getting arrested for some dumb shit that they make up right there on the spot because it's Rampart and you can't trust Rampart. And to this day, like <laughs> I, if I lived there, I probably still would not trust them. <laughs> There's no way in fucking hell I trust them. I don't care how many reforms they go through. They're never going to be reformed. Mm. And that's how a lot of people feel about their, their police in their area. Um, you're not going to be able to reform these motherfuckers because they've had, um, they've gone on so long with having so much power and um, they haven't been checked at all. The only checks that they've had is, has been when it, it gets too big for, you know, the local community to take and it's on national TV and then they'll come in and they'll reform something and they'll change things. And you're like, oh, okay. And it doesn't really change. So they went from when my mom was a kid, they had trash units, um, total resources against street hoodlums. And then when I was um, coming up, they had changed, they had softened, they had moderated, they had become something so new and glorious. The crash unit, the community resources against street hoodlums. It's the same fucking shit. They did the same shit to us. You know, they put your face in the dirt, <laughs> fucking kick you. <laughs> um, and they usually rob you and try to beat up some of your, your friends, right? So that's that's all they really did was throw you on the ground and beat you up and take your money. And so you're like, well, what are these resources? <laughs> And resources with that boot in your fucking ass. That was pretty much the only resource you got. Um, and they wonder why people didn't didn't turn out to be model citizens and shit. When you have a roving gang of, of law enforcement that are able to do whatever they want to you with impunity, they can assault you, whatever. Um, you don't really you don't really feel like the law <laughs> gives a fuck. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, up here they don't really have them. They, we don't have a uh, this community policing or whatever, maybe it's all community policing. I don't know. We don't have the, the units that go around and specifically ha harass um, kids uh, out here. Um, and we, we have a little bit less of a problem out here with, um, with police violence. Um, I guess it probably just, they, they, they probably do it more quietly, <laughs> more secretly. And they're not all in the open, just doing it on your block <laughs> in front of your fucking, your family or relatives everybody's standing outside um they probably wouldn't do it right there like they do it there but we have other things that uh we utilize rather than the police so if i see uh somebody that i think has lost their mind on drugs and dope and drinking and they're out in my yard and they're screaming i can call the 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 community service patrol or the community patrol service they will come out with a van and they will take their vitals and see if they need to go to the hospital and then take them to the drunk tank and let them sober up and there's been some people that have told me you know they've i've called on them <laughs> and they've been gone for like three days and i'm like why were you gone three days that's how long they took to sober up so they keep them in there and and they'll let them stay in there for a, a couple days if they need to and get themselves um up and straight and and sober in order for them to be able to you know make it home because if it's cold out here in the winter and you can't just leave somebody to try to make it on their own because a lot of the times they won't make it and you know like i've said I've, I've found dead bodies um you know frozen to death or whatever and it's well not frozen to death but they're really cold and it's it's really sad when that happens because it's usually someone who's a, a big drinker and they just kind of like we're i'm gonna get really drunk it's really cold right now and i'm gonna have a good time and they 
pass out and they're passed out in the elements and there's nothing you can do about it once you find them because i mean you're not just hanging outside in the in the frozen cold and tundra like i don't hang outside in the winter so you don't see people um you're not gonna see somebody standing out there until you go out there and um when you do it's it's terrible you know it's very sad um and that happens with a lot of um with animals more like if you leave your animal that's not for outside out here outside then yeah you're pretty fucked too so yeah it's been really really real today i have enjoyed it i've enjoyed um the whole thing with amy i i i knew she would do it i knew she would because um she saw how how they were vetting her and if she she's one of the people that will bow out gracefully rather than um keep pressing and pressing and pressing um i think liz is the opposite so we're probably going to see more op-eds in the morning about how liz is the one which is just going to drive us crazy you know um but i'm not going to get crazy this time after um lawrence tribe pissed me off i took like a day day and a half off twitter because i was just really not pleased and um and i'm glad i did because i can see that a lot of people were not happy with what he did right there um, but it really, it kind of hurt. It bothered me um, <clears throat> that the idea that picking someone who's qualified and good and black is somehow just a cosmetic. Um, but if it, they're a white woman, then, you know, they're brilliant and wonderful and great. And, you know, this is even on race relations and, and it, it hurts. It, it hurts a lot to know that, you know, um, there's so many white Democrats that are think we're stupid. Um, that think we as black people are too stupid to know how to take care of ourselves or or to come up with ideas that will fix our own problems that we can't do that we need a white person to do that and um yeah that shit just bothered me so bad and you know me i'm bothered a lot (laughs) but that that took the cake for the week like i was like i'm done right so yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Pete came out, and so did Chast, and everybody had come out and said, you know, they they prefer to have a woman of color. So we are just going to hope that it's Kamala Harris, and it's not Val Demings. And I'm not going to tell you why because I don't really feel like um, spreading anymore. Um, it's not gossip; it's actually true stories. But um, I don't want to say anything negative about her in case she wants to run for the Senate, um, <clears throat> because. Uh, I'd like I'd like to see her in the Senate if she wants to be in the Senate and the things that I would say about her would probably make it harder for her to be in the Senate so I don't think that is appropriate because I don't really feel like she's at the level that Kamala is and I think that between the two of them Kamala still is ahead and I wouldn't want to you know I don't want to ruin anybody's uh anybody's thing but you know not um it's I don't want Demings because I don't want to have the backlash that would come from when people decide to vet a record, you know, you know me, I vet records and I vetted her record and I didn't even get all the way deep into it, but I saved a lot of the links that I have and, um, it's pretty bad. Some of the stuff and it just made me super, super uncomfortable. Cause like I'm saying, she was a cop at some point and I could imagine her sitting out crash units <laughs> and not really having too not having too much concern about uh what they were doing 
And if they did something, I could imagine her giving them slaps on the wrist and that's it. So um, no Val Dibbings, please, y'all. Don't be bringing her up to me and, and saying, what about her? What about her? Because I'm going to tell you no. And if you keep doing it, then I'm going to end up saying something about her that I'm going to probably regret later because I would like for her to run for Senate if that's what she wants. So, mm-hmm. so I am back on track. I am going to probably record another episode to make up for the episode that I missed. Um, um, I It's going to be okay. Tomorrow, I think, is Friday. Um, so you can like the show, please like the show, donate to the show at Venmo super brave 81 or brave at PayPal. And I will be back soon to give you another show. And I'm about to start writing blog articles again, because I am not as stupid as I was. I had the COVID. I know I did. So I've been really like, I've had this weird brain fog and I writ I've written stuff um a number of times but i re- go back and reread it and i'm like the fuck are you talking about so <laughs> i don't even know what i'm talking about in the fucking uh <laughs> in my own writings cuz i'm that dumb so hopefully i get it together and i start writing prop blog articles more it's going to be better but we do have some things that we're going to try to start doing um as far as we're going to get k high for joe and k high for harris biden or or biden harris or whatever the fuck we're doing and i'm gonna find somebody to make the websites and whatnot so we're gonna do a fundraiser for to get the websites up and running and shit like that um and um i'm i don't know i guess designed and stuff like that so i will let you know when that starts but go ahead and you can donate right now to brave at paypal or venmo super brave 81 and I love you guys. I will talk to you probably this weekend. Hopefully something exciting happens tomorrow. Like everybody else drops out, but Kamala and we're like, it's just Kamala. <laughs> that would make my day. <laughs> love y'all. Bye. This has been Brave and the K-Hive Podcast. The only place where you can find the woman who has destroyed the entire revolution by herself. Oh, yeah. Like the show. Subscribe to the show. You can donate to the show at PayPal at Bravenac. Um, Cash app, which is Bravenac too. And Venmo at SuperBrave81. Or you can donate directly on the Anchor website. Um, You may hear some, have heard some uh, recordings before this that were complaints or you know, praises for the show. I've started leaving the voicemails. So go ahead and leave a voicemail if you have a complaint and it's not crazy, or if you have something good to say about the show and I will add it to the show and it will come up at the end like it did today, or maybe it didn't. I don't know (laughs) which day it is. Love y'all. Bye.